It's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. The Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. One of the lead stories in dispatchlive.co.za this week. Transnet using legal loophole, according to an environmental lawyer. What's it all about? Well, here's the story. The arrival of a manganese rush in East London has sparked fears of hazardous dust pollution and runoff into the environment. While Transnet has worked hard to minimize the concerns, environmental lawyer Ricky Stone has suggested the state corporation is using a loophole in the SA Air Quality Act to avoid having to apply for an atmospheric emission license to conduct a listed activity, which would mean conducting an environmental impact assessment. Ricky joins us today. Have I got all that right, Ricky? Thanks for your time. Morning. Morning, Darren, and welcome to all your listeners. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Yes, look, you, you do have it right, although um, a loophole uh, is, is often the result of differing interpretations, right? Uh, so one thing is, is that's very clear is that the writing is on the wall, uh, that to the extent that a loophole in respect of the storage and handling of ore or coal is concerned, uh, that the states, uh, that being the legislature and parliament, have expressed publicly their intentions to close whatever loophole is being currently invoked. So you anticipate that the courts will eventually rule in what's in the best interests of the public. You confident? I am confident that before it even ultimately may end up in a court, uh, the Department of Forestry, Fisheries and the Environment, the DFFE, held uh, stakeholder sessions with industry, which would broadly be all of those industrial applications and operations that touch on the air quality uh, space and environmental laws more generally. So as long ago as um, early September 2022, the DFFE made it known to the public in these stakeholder sessions that they had tabled proposed amendments to our air quality listed activities. So I mean, you, you can read a lot into what has, is already public knowledge, and it obviously is indicative that uh, governments appreciate that there are concerns in respect of regulating air quality in South Africa, and it certainly is an acknowledgement that there are gaps in the existing framework which they intend to strengthen through proposed amendments to the list of activities. Ricky, if we could just make sure that everyone's on the same page here and outline what's going on. East London is planning to export from from their port. They're planning to export manganese, which is going to be uh, transported to the city from the Northern Cape. Now, Port Elizabeth, Kabecha, is a fine case study on how this happens. There's been infrastructural damage. There have been allegations of people's health being affected as a result of the manganese ore dust that flies around. And there have also been allegations of uh, collusion with councillors and or authorities so that all regulations aren't necessarily adhered to. This is the background, and the proposal is that East London is going to be getting involved in this activity as well. That's where we are at the moment, correct? Yes, 100% correct, Darren. And look, I suppose um, whether or not Transnet uh, should be proactive here and uh, already apply for an air emissions license, I suppose, is, is one thing. There, of course, would be various other um, environmental pieces of legislation 
relating to occupational health and safety, of course, the, the public in general's rights to uh, a, a healthy and clean environment, which would include um, being able to breathe clean air. So, I mean, we've seen, regardless of whether a license is required, what, what has manifested in Port Elizabeth or Tobacco um, has quite clearly already caused significant damages to, to the roads and infrastructure. And, um, of course, they're the very serious health concerns um, pertaining to manganism, very closely linked to uh, Parkinson's type neurological disease. Um, I mean, I can disclose to you and your readers that I've already consulted with affected uh, communities in Tabeja who clearly have already uh, contracted these neurological diseases. Um, so I think, you know, in, contextually, um, the state being responsible for the, the welfare and best interests of all citizens of South Africa really need to take uh, more proactive steps. And I suppose South Africans have become quite accustomed to lack of transparency, but I, I think, you know, uh, these issues have been heightened uh, by extensive media coverage in respect of what's played out in Tobacco, and no doubt is causing many residents of, of East London, and rightly so, a lot of anxiety. Now, manganese export requires manganese storage as well. Where are they proposing to store the manganese if the deal goes ahead? We have to read between the lines and, and what has been uh, uncovered by the Daily Dispatch and the investigative journalists. So we can see that although the, the narrative communicated to the public um, at large by Transnet would be that it would all be fed via the rail network and an upgraded rail network to London for that matter, directly to the port, but then a, a document has been uncovered from the Buffalo City municipality, which reflects that they actually would intend to store some of the, the manganese or at the Cambridge goods sheds, uh, which then would likely mean that it would be trucked from Cambridge goods shed to, to the port. Um, and of course, we, I suppose, wouldn't be speculating um, if we thought that we that East London would see a similar fate of its roads with hundreds of trucks moving manganese by the day. Ricky, what's the reaction been from the other role players? Have you liaised at all or been in communication with Transnet, with Buffalo City Municipality, for example, the Port Authorities? What's their position at the moment? Darren, look, I mean, I'm not formally on record for any specific client in respect of East London. I think this has been an issue that's kind of caught the, the public by surprise uh, due to public pronouncements um, as, as a week or so ago and media releases put out by Transnet and the Buffalo, Buffalo City Municipality. So, look, their position, as they've communicated publicly, is that they don't require an air emission license. Of course, they, they don't make uh, any commitments or even acknowledge for that matter that the legislation is on the verge of being changed. Um, and the moment it changes, they would indeed require an air emission license. Ricky, as you so say... that's about as far as I could take it for now. 
Ricky, as you say, you're not on record for anyone at the moment. But uh, as you keep an eye on this situation, will you involve yourself further as a concerned citizen or as an environmental lawyer? What position are you taking on this as it progresses? Darren, you, you know, as an environmental lawyer, we often find ourselves, um, particularly now, uh, in this deep energy and economic crisis South Africa faces itself in as to the role exactly of development and the meaning, I suppose, of what sustainable development actually entails. So it, it certainly, I mean, we can't discount the fact that South Africa is the largest uh, producer of manganese in the world. Um, it is a significant contributor to our economy. But with that said, you know, um, with all the well-known harms associated with the handling and storage of, of manganese, we, we really need to lean on some of the other international best practices when it comes to uh, moving and shipping manganese in sealed containers to mitigate these type of environmental harms. So it's definitely an issue that I will be paying uh, close attention to. And, yeah, I suppose uh, pursuant to the recent coverage by the Daily Dispatch, um, the, the messages are starting to slowly filter in and uh, it's probably only a, a moment or a minute before an instruction does land on my desk. Appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann today. Environmental lawyer Ricky Stone. Have a good day, Ricky. Thank you very much, Darren. Catching up now on the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann with the Chief Executive Officer of the Bordekai Chamber of Business, Lizelle Maurice. Thanks for joining us, Lizelle. The imminent arrival of manganese ore being exported from the port of East London seems to bring health into conflict with economy. What's the Bordekai Chamber of Business's position on this? Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity, Darren, and um, good day to the listeners as well who will be listening to this podcast. Um, you know, the Bordekai Chamber of Business, uh, obviously we're concerned about the health aspect to it, but also then the, the economic benefit to the city. Because for the longest time, I think we as a city have been wanting to, the, you know, we've been fighting for the deepening and the widening of the port. And a transit once one said to us, you know, build a case, give us the economic case, because we don't want to just build deepen and widen the harbor just because of one big client or a few exporters through the harbor. You know, so, so how do we then attract uh, more activity into the harbor so that that uh, can take the conversation further? Um, the deepening and the widening of the port. So when this manganese uh, export came in our radar and many other people that we were trying to, to attract to actually stimulate more activity through our port, we were excited because obviously when when there's more activity through the port, it stimulates the economy, you know, uh, it, and then it contributes to the case of the deepening and the widening of the harbour. Um, but then there's the health aspect as well. You know, so we had a meeting with Transnet who assured us that they are, you know, taking uh, care of the actual handling of it. Uh, they're very cautious of how they're handling the product, but also they assured us that it's not the, the grade of manganese that is being exported uh, through the East London port is not, uh, it's not a substandard grade that is very fine, etc. Uh, it is a much higher grade than the ones that usually causes the health problems.
but they are being very cautious in with regards to the compliance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, from our perspective as well, Darren, we will uh, consult our uh, uh, counterparts, the Nelson Mandela Bay Chamber, of you know as to how they dealt with this because they yes. have been exporting manganese through their various ports there in uh, Tobeja as well. So, so we will be consulting them as well just to see, you know, what were the challenges that they experienced, what do we need to be cautious or mindful of, so that we don't make any other mistakes that could have been made that we can prevent now because of, you know, we can just learn from what they've done. I think that's the most sensible way forward. We wish you all the best with that, and we appreciate you joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion today. Many thanks, Lizelle. She's the Chief Executive Officer of the Border Kai Chamber of Business. Thank you so much, Darren. Thanks for the opportunity. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.